Good morning, everybody. Making this recording from an aeroplane. Hope it works. Shmuel Bet, Perak Yud Gimel, chapter 13 of the second book of Shmuel. Today is the vile, horrendous, traumatic story of Amnon and Tamar. You may recall from early on in the second book of Shmuel, David has a number of wives and a number of children. Among them are two sons, Amnon and Avshalom. Today we also learn of a daughter, Tamar. All of these from different women, with Tamar and Avshalom seeming to be from the same parents. Our story describes how Amnon falls lovesick for Tamar. With the advice of a friend, he is able to tempt her over. Even his father, David the king, is involved. Pretending to be sick, he asks Tamar to come and serve him food, sending everybody else out. When it becomes clear what his intentions are, she says to him, please do not do this thing. Such a disgusting thing as this should not take place in Israel. In this line, there are echoes of previous stories of that terrible rape and murder of the concubine at the end of Sefer Shoftim, which resulted in civil war, and of the story of Saddam back in Bereshit. If the shock of the story in Shoftim was that this terrible thing now appears in Israelite society, the shock of our story is it doesn't just appear in Israelite society, it appears in the house of the king. Tamar begs for mercy, Amnon does not give it. This story can be read as a template for male domination, abuse, rape of women. For educators today, it's a highly important and useful resource for discussing the sorts of behaviors which allow for rape and abuse of women. Amnon is described after the rape as hating her with a hatred even stronger than the love with which he had loved her the day before. He sends her out despite her pleas. She goes, Avshalom finds her. Avshalom, furious, waits two years until the opportunity arises and then arranges for his half-brother Amnon, who had raped his sister Tamar, to be murdered. The chapter ends with Amnon being killed and Avshalom fleeing to escape potential reprisals. It's a horrendous and a shocking story, but perhaps the most shocking part of all is that in the middle of it there is a verse which reads, Vayishma HaMelech, the king hears what has happened, that his son has raped his daughter. He is greatly distressed, he is upset, but he does not do anything. David, who has always known how to respond, David, who has always been able to seize the initiative, appears to be paralyzed. This story does not occur in a vacuum. Of course, chapter 13 follows chapter 12. The story of Amnon and Tamar follows the story of David and Bathsheba. Perhaps in the simplest sense, David is a broken person. 
He is a crushed person. David before the story with Batsheva is one person. David after the story of Batsheva is another person. We will see time and time again how David now struggles to respond to the events taking place around him. But perhaps there is a deeper connection. The Abarbanel already in a long comment says that every single story from now, our chapter, chapter 13, until the end of the narrative, the regular narrative of the book in chapter 20, is going to be response and punishment for David's horrendous, terrible actions with regards to Bathsheba and Uriah. Says the Abarbanel, this story of David and Bathsheba was a story of Gilui Arayot, of the most terrible, improper, sexually exploitive relations in which David took another man's wife, slept with her, and so too is our story of Amnon and Tamar. It is Midah, Keneged Midah, measure for measure, David is being punished. The story of David and Uriah, continues the Abarbanel, was a story of Shvichut Damim, of the spilling of blood and once again Mida Keneged Mida the following story is of Amnon being murdered by his brother Absalom says the Abarbanel all of this is punishment corresponding to David's actions perhaps we could even push it a little bit further not just that this is an appropriate and exact punishment for David in the way in which he had treated Bathsheba and Uriah, but perhaps even that his children learned from his own actions. Perhaps Amnon looked at his father and saw that the exploitation of women taking them against their will was something that was okay. Perhaps Avshalom looked at his father and saw that the murder of men who want, wants to get out of their way is also something that is okay. One even has the sense that in some ways Avshalom is acting in a more appropriate way than David. When he arranges for Amnon to be killed, it is only Amnon who is killed. Unlike when David arranged for Uriah to be killed, many other people died as well. We continue on seeing how David's actions with David and Bathsheba are going to continue to unravel his life around him. Wishing everybody a wonderful day.